Have you seen that Buick commercial where the same actress plays four versions of herself and all the versions of herself are amazed when the car parallel parks all by itself? That's a really tight spot. Don't worry, I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. What a world. Self-driving cars are supposed to be the future and companies are spending a bunch of money on the technology. But what happens when your robocar crashes into someone and kills them? Is it gonna be your fault? or the technology that just failed you. I'm Gustavo Ariano. You're listening to The Times, daily news from the LA Times. It's Friday, February 4th, 2022. A first-of-its-kind case in Los Angeles County is going to play a big role in determining culpability whenever self-driving cars get into accidents. Prosecutors have charged a driver with felony manslaughter after his Tesla crashed into a car in 2019 and killed two people. The accused was in the driver's seat, but prosecutors say his Tesla was an autopilot. Russ Mitchell covers the automobile industry for the Los Angeles Times. Russ, welcome to the Times. Hey, thanks for having me. So when we talk about automated driving, self driving cars. There's all sorts of different levels and definitions. What are some of them? The Society of Automotive Engineers has a ranking that goes from level zero to level five. Level uh, one is cruise control and the like, the old-fashioned kind. Level two are things like autopilot, which still require driver supervision. And then it builds up from there all the way to a level five, which would be a driverless car that could drive anywhere a human could in any conditions. How common is uh, level five right now among the cars that people could buy? It doesn't exist, and uh, some people think it never will. Some of the uh, robot taxi companies like Waymo and Cruise and Motional, which has plans for LA, are making what are known as level four cars. And they'll operate in what are known as operational design domains, basically restricted to certain areas or neighborhoods and uh, restricted to certain uh, kinds of weather conditions. And right now, for cars like Tesla and others that have some sort of driver assistance program, people have to pay extra for that. So how do companies promote it to the public to make us want it? The uh, automakers tend to bundle all of these things together in packages, option packages that cost several thousand dollars. They'll bundle safety features such as blind spot control that will tell you by looking in your side mirror whether a car is passing you in your blind spot with things like adaptive cruise control, which are more for driver convenience than for safety. And by bundling them together and calling them safety features, they're able to bring uh, thousands of dollars into their pocketbooks. Yeah, everyone wants safety in their cars. People don't want to get in accidents. But then you think of self-driving cars. I don't know, at least for me, I start getting a little bit scared. And then I hear about stories like what happened with Joshua Brown. He was a big Tesla super fan. He named his car Tessie. He recorded himself on autopilot and posted it on YouTube, including driving with no hands. He was a big Tesla supporter. Here we are, stop and go traffic on 271, and, ah, uh, geez, car's doing it all itself. All I'm going to do with my hands down here. <laughs> it takes all the stress out of it. Tell you what, it's like, yeah. Joshua Brown was a Tesla owner in uh, Florida several years ago. And he was driving his car with autopilot down a Florida divided highway, two lanes on each side. And it was one of those divided highways that allows left-hand turns to go across the highway. 
he wasn't supposed to be, but he was uh, apparently watching a movie when a semi-truck crossed the road in front of him. Tesla's technology at the time couldn't discriminate between the side of the truck and overcast sky. Federal regulators looked at a Tesla Model S sedan that was involved in a fatal crash in Florida last year, and they found that there wasn't a defect in the autopilot, and therefore they were closing the investigation without ordering a recall of the vehicles or action by Tesla. And his Tesla drove directly beneath the trailer, which sheared off the car, unfortunately sheared off his head, and his headless body continued uh, to drive on autopilot into a ditch and finally come to a stop after it hit a pole. He went so fast through my trailer, I didn't see him. Wow. This happened in 2016, and Joshua became the first person in the U.S. killed while behind the wheel of a Tesla with autopilot function on. And then there was also Elaine Herzberg. She was hit and killed by a self-driving Uber. How did these accidents change things when it came to the technology of self-driving cars? Yes, the Uber was a car being tested to become a full self-driving car. And Uber had planned to, and still plans uh, someday, to replace their human drivers with robot cars. They were testing this car but took off the car's automatic emergency braking system because they didn't want it to interfere with their tests. Unfortunately, the test driver was looking at her phone when a woman, Elaine Hertzberg, was crossing this highway at night with her bicycle. So the driver didn't see her and the driverless car didn't see her. So the car went at full speed, ran completely over her and killed her. That caused the automated driving industry to reassess, perhaps get more serious about safety, cause states to look at it a little bit more carefully. And eventually Uber just got out of that business. They figured that they didn't really have the expertise. Uber's testing of autonomous vehicles on public roads in California is ending, at least for now. The decision comes on the heels of a crash last week in Arizona involving an Uber autonomous vehicle in which a pedestrian was struck and killed. Because of that incident, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey suspended Uber's self-driving vehicle testing program in the state on Monday. What about any legal liability for Uber in that accident? In the uh, Uber case, because that was a trained Uber driver, who had the mishap, Uber is the one that's liable in that situation. But the legal liability for autopilot, and this is true today, rests on the driver. Although Elon Musk can be seen on YouTube driving around with his hands up in the air, including on 60 Minutes, the fine print says you're obliged to keep your hands on the wheel and to pay attention. And that legal language means that you, the driver, are liable when you hurt somebody or kill somebody. And accidents like the type that killed Joshua and Elaine, how common have they been so far? Well, it's unclear because the record-keeping system for crashes in the United States goes back decades. Data is collected by police at the scene of accidents. It used to be all on paper. A lot of it is still on paper. It's collected from hundreds and hundreds of police departments and then collated by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, which uses estimates to come up with the number of crashes and fatalities and to categorize those. They're not collecting data on autopilot type technology specifically, although the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has begun to do so. Because there's so few 
accidents of that type that they don't even have a category for them just yet? Or is there another reason why they're not specifically tracking those? That's a very good point. That Most of the uh, traffic forms that you see when you get a ticket or in an accident report don't have a box to check for autopilot or driver assist systems. Although some departments have started doing that, most have not. And even then, people can lie about it. There's no real clear way to tell whether the driver is telling the truth or not. So the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has recently required manufacturers who sell driver assist systems to report any serious accidents directly to the uh, NHTSA in addition to whatever the police collect. We'll be back after this break. Welcome back. Okay, Russ, there was a specific car accident that happened in the Los Angeles suburb of Gardena in 2019 that has really big implications for the legal ramifications of self-driving cars. What happened? It happened uh, four days after Christmas in 2019. A Honda Civic driven by Gilberto Lopez and his companion, Maria Nives Lopez, were in the car driving through a green light when a Tesla raced off the freeway and went straight through a red light, hit the Civic, and killed both of those people. And the victims were killed instantly in that accident, but the driver, Kevin George Aziz Riyadh, he didn't get hurt too bad. But what were the immediate legal consequences for both the driver and Tesla? The immediate consequences for Tesla were nothing, and they remain so, apparently. Well, that's on the criminal side. On the civil side, the family is suing Tesla and suing the driver who ran the red light with autopilot on. Just recently, prosecutors with Los Angeles County filed manslaughter charges against the man who was driving the Tesla. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says the car was on autopilot at the time of the crash. This is the first such criminal case involving that widely used technology found on more than 750,000 Tesla models in the U.S. alone. NHTSA has sent teams to 26 crashes involving autopilot since 2016, in which at least 11 people have died. And that move really freaked out car companies who have been pushing the self-driving technology for so long. Why are they scared about that move that L.A. County did? Well, they want to sell this stuff. And if people who drive cars start realizing that they may be liable for killing people if the technology doesn't work, they're less likely to want to buy that technology. It's interesting because the whole idea with self-driving is that you don't really have to do too much because the car is supposed to be doing all the work. So if the technology fails, you want to blame the program and don't want to assume any of that blame. But the car manufacturer is going to say, it's not our fault, it's your fault. Yeah, in a sense, and really our culture hasn't really grappled with this yet, these autopilot-type systems can relieve stress in driving. I've driven several of them, and it really is an easier drive when you can relax a little bit. The problem is you have to pay enough attention that if something happens, 
and either somebody on the roadway misbehaves or the technology misbehaves, you have to take over. So in that sense, it adds distraction in addition to your infotainment system, to your navigation system, to your radio, all the controls, the driving task. Now you have to also watch the robot to make sure that the robot doesn't get you into trouble. And if the robot gets you into trouble, you get sued and you go to possibly to jail. Riyadh is the first person charged with a felony in the United States for a fatal crash involving a motorist who was using a partially automated driving system. What's the status of the case right now? Riyadh has pleaded not guilty to the charges, so right now he's out on bail while the case is pending. And uh, his preliminary hearing is scheduled for later this month. So we'll have to wait and see what happens in this particular case. But my colleague Haley Smith, who wrote about the case for the LA Times, talked to a guy named Ellen Kornhauser. He's director of the self-driving program at Princeton University. And he told her that no matter how it pans out for uh, Riyadh, the case itself is a good thing because it's a wake-up call to drivers who maybe are out there doing irresponsible things like texting or using autopilot while taking a nap or just not paying attention. And basically, he said that the case might make drivers less complacent because of the fact that they're the ones who are ultimately responsible, not just for their own safety, but for everybody's safety. Moral of the story, if you're in the driver's seat, always pay attention, no matter what program's around you. Coming up after the break, how this case might prove to be a landmark in transportation law. Welcome back. So, Russ, as we mentioned earlier, Riyadh is charged for uh, felony manslaughter for the death of this couple. What's Tesla saying, if anything, about the case? They're silent. They don't have a media relations department. They got rid of their uh, media relations department, but they are uh, fighting the suit. And as they file every suit that's uh, filed against them, they have uh, hundreds, maybe thousands of suits that have been filed against Tesla, many of them having to do with autopilot and failures of autopilot and failures of other systems. They have enough money, though, to keep these things in court for a long time. And with the lawsuit, what, if anything, has the NHTSA done with it? Yeah, they're looking at the case, but that agency does not have any connection with criminal charges. So that wouldn't be relevant to them except to use it as evidence for possible regulations in the future. Do you think that's going to happen? They are looking much more closely at particularly Tesla Autopilot because they tend to be the fringiest player, the most aggressive player in this area. So they're looking especially at Tesla, but they're looking at all of these systems much more thoroughly. Under the Trump administration, not much was done at all. It was very laissez-faire. NHTSA just hired a woman from Duke University, a former fighter pilot, a human-machine interaction expert, to help advise them on how to deal with these robot cars going forward. So they're getting much more serious. Whether anything serious will be done is yet to be seen, but they're moving in that direction. And this accident with the driver that used autopilot, is Riyadh's defense saying that Tesla's technology caused this accident? Well, we reached out to Riyadh's lawyer, but uh, we didn't hear back. So we don't know what the defense will be. But if he does blame Tesla's autopilot, he might not be too successful. Because the fine print in Tesla's manual and on the screen says that the driver is responsible. However, Riyadh's car did go through the red light. Apparently, though it hasn't been proven, autopilot somehow missed it. If you go to YouTube, 
you'll see Tesla's next iteration of autopilot called full self-driving, which customers are paying ten dollars to $12,000 to experiment with rather than using trained drivers. It turns into uh, the wrong lane. There's YouTubes of it trying to hit a train that's passing by, a UPS truck that's passing by. It tries to run into poles. One of them tried to run on railroad tracks. And there's also the issue of the DMV in California seeming to treat Tesla differently from other manufacturers with autopilot technology. Yes. So this pertains to Tesla's full self-driving beta feature, which is what they call it. It's sort of full self-driving and sort of not, but the name would indicate that it's full self-driving. Unlike the other driverless car companies that are testing these out with permits from the DMV and reporting crashes and technology failures to the state, the state is allowing Tesla to do this using its customers as safety drivers and without having to report crashes and technology failures to the state. So as this case in Gardena goes through trial and through the courts, what kind of precedent could it set? If the driver is found guilty of manslaughter, particularly if he goes to prison for it, it will have a chilling effect on the technology. I think that there's no guarantees, but my guess is that more customers will look askance at this technology. And one thing that the driverless car industry is worried about is that the more these kinds of crashes happen with technology that appears to be deficient, the harder it is going to be to get people interested in actually hailing driverless cars and having a car with no driver come up and pick them up and take them around town. You mentioned earlier that Tesla no longer has a media relations department, but the bad news is just piling on them with the self-driving technology. Now there's news of them actually recalling some of these cars because of it. U.S. safety regulators say Tesla's agreed to recall more than 50,000 cars and SUVs because their full self-driving software lets them roll through stop signs without making a complete stop. That's the federal safety agency forced them to do a recall because their full self-driving product actually had a feature. There's a button on the screen that is marked assertive. You can put it in assertive mode. And at uh, four-way stops, it will glide through. Oh, gosh. Is a setting called the California stop? Because that sort of roll-through is notorious in Southern California. The fact is it's illegal. And if we're going to program cars to perform illegal driving maneuvers, I think the problems are just beginning. Finally, Russ, you've been writing about cars forever, and so you've seen, obviously, these technological advances. Are you in the market for a car like that that does have these abilities to help you with driving? I'm not currently in the market, but if I were, I'd certainly consider packages that include blind spot control and automatic emergency brakes, which are increasingly being required by the government. The autopilot Style technologies, I think, are great when they work. I've driven several different brands. I found the driving to be less stressful, particularly in tight traffic. I think that that'll be a boon to uh, people who are stuck in their cars. Just do your research on which cars are safe, which ones are not, which uh, companies are overhyping their technology, which ones have a good safety record so far and seem to take safety seriously and which ones don't. 
Russ, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And that's it for this episode of The Times, daily news from the LA Times. Next week, halftime shows, systemic racism, Inglewood. Yup, it's Super Bowl time. This episode was produced by our fellows, Ashley Brown and Angel Carreras. Go fellows! LA Times reporter Haley Smith contributed to this episode as well. The Times is made by Shannon Lynn, Denise Guerra, Kasha Brasalian, and Myron Kaplan. Our engineer is Mario Diaz. Our editor is Kinsey Moreland. Our executive producers are Hasmin Aguilera and Shawnee Hilton. And our theme music is by Andrew Epen. Like what you're listening to? Then make sure to follow The Times on whatever platform you use. Don't make us to put you a podcast. I'm Gustavo Ariano. We'll be back next week with all the news and desmadre. Gracias. <laughs>